Welcome to Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer. Today we talk about the TV show Kings, Battlestar Galactica finale, my wife joins me, and more. I am so glad that you have joined me for Take Him With You. Today, you get to hear from my whole family. I've got Nathan, Andrew, Catherine all lined up to talk about what's going on at our house. Plus, my wife joins me today, and we talk about how over 23 years ago, actually 24 years ago now, we met, fell in love, and got married. He is starting to quote Star Wars, and, and he does it in character. Like, he quoted Luke Skywalker recently when my uh, SUV broke down in the Target parking lot, oh, no. and it was such a pain in the rear to fix it, and David had to have it towed, because, I mean, he's a pretty good mechanic, but he couldn't fix this problem, not Aww. in the parking lot. So, But later on our way home, we were just so exhausted, it was like 9 o'clock at night, and we're on our way home after him crawling around under this SUV in the parking lot and getting his nice business clothes all oily and everything he still retained the humor enough to turn to me halfway home and say uncle owen this r2 unit has a bad motivator and i said uh, hey what are you trying to push on me you know you just earned your geek cred right there that's by a little quoting bit of star geek wars cred. yeah definitely <laughs> he just laughed what would have been really funny is if while he was working on it you should have been like would it help if i got out and pushed <laughs> <laughs> i could have but at that moment probably not a good idea not a good idea <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, The Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Hey, it's that time again. What's going on at Rick's house? Today I'm joined by some special guests. Stick around. So the other day, I'm I'm sitting here at my computer and I'm working away and all of a sudden, what happened, Catherine? You heard something? I heard this screaming coming out of the living room and I was like, what in the world is this? By the way, this is Catherine, my daughter. How old are you, Catherine? Thirteen. Thirteen big ones. That's right. So this 13-year-old, I hear this screaming coming out of her. So I think, what, that you chopped your hand off with a knife or something? I don't know. But what really happened? The turtle bit me. The turtle bit you? Our new turtle, Raphael? Yes. You got to speak up a little louder. I can't hear you. Uh, hello? hello? Yeah, there, there you go. So anyway, what, what, how did this happen? Well, he was in my hand, and you I was walking. I was walking into the kitchen so I could feed him and everything. Yeah. And then he bit my finger, and he would not let go. So does he have I, big teeth? He doesn't have teeth. What does he have? A beak. A beak. <laughs> so he chomps down on your finger, and you go. Ah! Well, at first I didn't know what to do because I was like, "What? What just happened?" I 
this had never happened before, so. And so he wouldn't come off of your finger. You tried to pull him off? Yeah, and it hurt really bad. I never knew a turtle could be so strong. So I ran out in the front room thinking you had cut your finger, and I see you holding this little green animal. Yeah, and you had, like, pull him off my finger. I did. I pulled him off, and his neck stretched all the way out, and then he went, he went, went. And there it was. He was done, but he kept his yeah. mouth open still. I don't know if you tasted bad or what the deal was. I don't know. He's really strong. But then, <laughs> did he break the skin or anything? Yeah, I still have like a mark on my thumb. So let this be a lesson to you all. Don't ever hold a hungry turtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So that was the excitement around our house. And so what's the deal with the turtle now? I... I uh, have it under a good authority that he won't eat for you. Yeah. He'd like to eat you, but he won't eat for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So how does it work? What happens? You have to feed him. I do. I, Rick Moyer, am the turtle feeder. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right, mate. We're going in to feed the giant red-eared... Is it red-eared? Red-eared slider. Red-eared slider turtle. (laughs) And what do I feed it? Um, raw meat and all sorts of, like, turtle food and stuff. He doesn't eat the turtle food, I don't think. He doesn't yet, but he will. So, tonight, I took a little bit of turkey burger from our spaghetti before it was cooked. Mm-hmm. And I wadded it up into little wads, and I threw it in the water and watched him eat. He kind of eats cute, though. Yeah, it's kind of He rips it apart. Looking yeah, it is kind of creepy. Looking. He looks like a snake <laughs> when he's eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of cool. So how are you doing with the tank in your bedroom? Is it loud? Very loud. We have to like put a little towel in the filter to make it stop pouring water. Yeah, because it, it makes a loud noise at night. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of funny, though, when you wake up in the middle of the night and he's staring at you and he wants to bite you. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Just joking. All right. Any tips for any turtle lovers out there? How to make your turtle happy. Any tips? To not put your thumb next to his mouth. Don't put your thumb next to the turtle's <laughs> mouth. Thanks for joining me, Captain. That was very okay. fun. Okay. So I started watching this new show called Kings on NBC, and Andrew, my son, is with me. Hi, Andrew. Hello. What do you think of the show so far? Um, it's rather cool. <laughs> I like the action. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. I, I think it's got a really good kind of plot to it. What they've done apparently is taken the story from the Bible where uh, Saul is king, even though they call him Silas in this. Uh, Saul is the king, and there's David in there, and there's the um, there's Samuel, and there's all these different characters from the Bible, but they do it in a modern, modern setting. Mm-hmm. And Goliath, what's Goliath? This is kind of cool. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet. You, I mean, it's not that bad, but what was Goliath? A tank. Oh, yeah. A huge <laughs> tank. And uh, David uh, blew it up. <laughs> yeah, first of the people from that city, Gath. Yeah, Gath. Gath. They're they're fighting Gath, but they've got some really cool cast members on the show, and I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see where it goes. We watched the premiere and then the first episode, and then we'll watch the next one on Sunday, um, which uh, should be should be good. The guy that plays the king, who is the guy that plays the king? I can't remember. Um. Uh, who plays the king? I'm looking for him right now. We've got the database open. And I'm not seeing... That's really weird. You'd think they'd have the guy that plays the king up here. <laughs> oh, King Silas Benjamin. Here it is. 
Yeah. He, he looks like one of the guys from like those soap opera movies. It's Ian McShane is his name. And he's played on several... He, oh, that's cool. He's a Viking in SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> he was in Kung Fu Panda. That's cool. Uh, let me see. He was in Shrek the Third as, uh, as Captain Hook's voice. That's cool. He was in Deadwood and The Twilight Zone and Agent yeah, Cody Banks. Name. And gosh, he's been in all sorts of stuff. Look at that. Mm. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought I recognized him somewhere. Well, he's got this. He's just got. He does look like a king. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I highly recommend the show. Do you recommend it to people? Totally. It's, it's awesome. got it's got action and it's got a cool kind of mysterious plot. It's got romance. Yeah. yeah. Pianos and pianos and music and it's just really cool. I, I I thought it was a very bold move and I think it's really cool. I've never seen. The a plot taken from the Bible. Of course, it's not exactly like the Bible. I mean, it does. It has different things. Yeah, <laughs> they take liberty at their storytelling, but it's really kind of a cool show. <laughs> so we'll let you know what we think of Kings as it as it goes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> see ya. It looks like they made uh, thirteen episodes of it, so hopefully we'll get to see all of it. And that's on NBC on Sunday nights at this point. So very cool. Okay, so last week I talked about my kids playing the Lord of the Rings MMO game online, and uh, here with me in the in the studio is my son Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hi. And uh, in the background, we're listening to some music from the pub. It's the Prancing Pony. The Prancing Pony. That your character now is in there. Would you do me a favor? Describe your character, because I told everybody last week you play a girl, and because people will help or guys will help you get stuff. That's not why. Oh, well then explain, please. She's just really cool. Okay, explain your character to us then. Well, she's a level 27 hunter. She, a hunter. Okay. She, she kills, well, doesn't kill things. Well, I guess she does kill things. But um, she uses um, arrows and bows and swords. <laughs> okay. What's her name? Her name is Arithia. Arithia? Yeah. That's cute. She's a female. Yeah, I, I noticed human. that. Uh, oh, she's a human. Okay. Yeah. And uh, could you tell me what the objective is for your character? You don't know? You don't know what she's supposed to do? Um, to save Middle Earth from... Bad, destructive from, things? From Saruman. Sar- Saruman. Or Salamander. That's what I call him. Sauron. Saruman. Okay, yeah. and so what level is your character at? Level 27. Wow, you've gone a whole six levels since I last talked about it? Really? Yeah. Oh. How long does it take to do a whole level? About uh, a couple days. Okay. And so that means if you have a lot of free time on your hands, you can go up quickly. Yeah. Okay. I don't go up that quickly. I've had it for a couple months. No, you use your brother. I'm at work a lot. And so you have your brother play while you're at work. Yeah. And he probably wins you silver and stuff. Yeah. And then you take advantage of that and play the game. Yeah. <laughs> what does that make you? What does that make you? No, it just it makes me smart. I use my resources wisely. Including your brother. He's a resource, yes. <laughs> so where how, how far do you plan to take this character? I'll take her all the way, up to level 60. Oh, s- s- level 60? <laughs> what level are you at? 
Okay, thanks. But my next one is going to be an elf lore master. An elf lore master? Oh yeah. Is that like is that like somebody who cleans floors? No. What? <laughs> elf lore master? Lore master. Lore master. Okay, all right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't even understand what that means, but I guess if it's fun. So that you're not going to like you know, be doing bad stuff by playing this game? I'm invisible. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. Right from Nathan's mouth. His character named Erythia. Thanks. Thanks for the music from the Prancing Pony. That was nice. Pass the lead. Another pint of ale. I don't think it's ever quiet in my house until the day I record and then I kick everybody out and record. <laughs> Very fun. Well, listen, I don't know how many of you got to hear the, or watch the series finale of Battlestar Galactica, but I did. I'm a big fan of Battlestar Galactica, especially because back in the 70s, uh, when I was a kid, I really loved the original series. So much so that I have very, very fond memories. Watched every episode many times, taped them on my cassette recorder and listened to them back many, many, many times. And then, of course, when they came out later, I got them and I taped them all on VHS. Yeah, I know, it's a dinosaur. But I've watched them all many times. And so when I found out they were going to redo the series, I was very excited. Now, the newer series, of course, is a lot more adult in content and had some stuff in it that, I mean, I would, I'll would i just tell you straight up, some of the stuff I thought was inappropriate. But I don't know. Nowadays, you're going to have entertainment that has that in it. So that's the beauty of having um, a DVR. I can fast forward through stuff that I don't think is appropriate for my family or for me. And so anyway, I really, really, though, enjoyed the plot lines and the reimagination of Battlestar Galactica. I'm going to play for you a song that I wrote called um, The Ragtag Fugitive Fleet. And then I'll be back to tell you what I thought about the actual uh, uh, series finale show. Fleeing from the Cylon tyranny, the last Battlestar Galactica leads a ragtag fugitive fleet on a lonely quest. A shining planet known as Earth. There are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians, or the Toltecs, or the Mayans. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens. When I was just a boy, I heard that ABC was serving up some drama in space that I could see. It was about a battle star, but not your normal stanza, starring Lauren Green, Cartwright from Bonanza. Lots of missions like machines were killing all the colonists with budgets never seen. I'd watch every week as the ships would turbo up and laugh at Boxy's Muppet, the barking robot pup. Ragtag, fugitive fleet, it's the ragtag. Fugitive fleet, it's the ragtag. Fugitive fleet, it's the ragtag. Spouting by your command, we're killing all the humans and taking all their land. They blew up all the battle stars without a second thought. Only the Galactica would be the one they fought. Force the humans out to space they had to run, putting 
putting all their ships together. Man, that wasn't fun. The characters all made me smile, their wit and hero folly. Like Starbuck and Apollo, Colonel Ty and good old Jolly. Ragtag, fugitive fleet, with the ragtag. Fugitive fleet, with the ragtag. They were always there, the Chiba and Boomer, Cassiopeia so fair. The villains were so cool with names like Lucifer, Boltar and his minions and Centurions for sure. It's the Ragtag, Fugitive Fleet, it's the Ragtag, Fugitive Fleet, it's the Ragtag, Fugitive Fleet, it's the Ragtag, Fugitive Fleet. I felt bad for Apollo when Serena had to die, but later on the Pegasus, Sheba caught his eye. Count Ely made me nervous with his mental power strong. But what about those chicks with those mouths that sang that song? Ragtag. Faking all the leaders. The coolest part about the show they came from near and far were the Raiders and the Vipers, the station's battle stars. The Viper was the coolest, but talking once to boot. Cora loved on Starbuck as he wore his darkened suit. The Ragtag. Fugitive Fleet is the Ragtag. Fugitive Fleet is the Ragtag. Fugitive Fleet is the Ragtag. Starbucks dad is free. They're blowing up a base star, the one I liked a lot. As it wobbled on their wings just so they would not get shot. Really, all the episodes were right into the vibe. Watching every week for the 13th tribe. Pyramids and castles too, fighting in the mirth. All the while searching for their new home they call the Earth. The Ragtag. Galactica 1980. It didn't last so long. Troy and Dylan disappeared. After all, it was funny to see a Dama in a beard. Then there is the new one, a sci-fi that's for sure. The Starbuck is a woman and it's full of gripping fear. Silence had a makeover, the CGI just rocks. Some of them look human, we learned that in their talks. The Ragtag. Is high, cause Battlestar Galactica really cut my eyes. The ragtag, fugitive fleet, ragtag. Apollo Galactica, There you go. <laughs> the ragtag fugitive fleet made right here in the studio at the Moyer house. <laughs> oh, fond memories, fond memories of the show. Okay. So my thoughts on the series finale of Battlestar Galactica, I really, really enjoyed the show. I thought it was, um, 
really good. There was, like I say, there was only a couple of parts that I, I questioned, like pole dancing. Okay, what, what did that have to do with anything? I don't know. I think sometimes people just put stuff in there as shock value or whatever. Anyway, I don't frequent uh, stripper clubs and stuff, so uh, I really am not comfortable with that being on my screen. But uh, anyway, beside the point. But then again, that's why I tape things on my digital video recorder and I can fast forward through scenes that I don't think are appropriate. So, yeah, that's my prerogative. <laughs> so, okay, let me talk about the scenes that I really enjoyed. Um, standout moments. Uh, Adama saying goodbye to the Galactica. It was very, very moving, even though you know the ship is made up and it's just a spaceship or whatever. It was just, you could tell that, that he was very... Um, very in love with it, and it was hard for him to say goodbye. I had to do that a couple of times in this season finale. I, now, again, these are spoilers, so if you want to you know, fast forward for a minute or so, uh, I'll be done talking here in about one minute. Uh, really liked uh, Rosalind saying thank you to the grumpy doctor. Almost actually made me cry. They did that scene so well. Uh, the spaceships, uh, the, like the space battles were incredible. The raid on the base ship was absolutely awesome was so cool seeing the old style Cylons with the new style ones and the old ones were clunky and kind of clunking around and the new ones were so much faster and graceful very interesting uh, really enjoyed um, uh, the whole thing with Starbuck doing the musical notes and the coordinates and uh, I think probably the coolest scene of all though was when they came across the moon and then looked at earth and there was Africa the African continent staring at them in the face that was just so well done uh, very, very touching when um, when Adama puts the wedding ring on Rosalind, and it just was it was sad. It was sad, but it was so cool at the same time. They did a great job, and of course, um, I don't know the guy that plays Adama just does some amazing. Well, all of them did great acting work, and you just felt for him. They they wrapped up the series very well. I thought it was moving, touching. Couldn't have asked probably for something more uh maybe some more twist i don't know but it, it was really cool and of course i kind of cool to see ron moore the guy that created the whole thing uh doing a cameo there at the end and of course uh, my favorite scene of all was adama looking over the african landscape and just very 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 nice very very cool so anyway i thought the series came to a great conclusion kind of opens it up you kind of wonder what's going to happen after that now from what i understand they're going to do a brand new series called caprica which explores the origins of the Adama family and how the first Cylons were made and so on and so forth. So that should be kind of cool. If you're into sci-fi and stuff, it should be kind of kind of awesome. So kudos to everybody that worked on Battlestar Galactica. And uh, it was a great run, great, great series, and uh, adult in its content, but very um, imaginative, very exciting. All right. I'll be back in a moment with words of wisdom. How cool is this podcast? That means that you, excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast, are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you've finished listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On. Or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Next week on Take Him With You. Imagine caught in the crossfire of two cultures. 
personal note, uh, we've got one layer dusted off. We're going for the second now. Forced into another tunnel. I'm in a crowd. The, 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 it seems quite agitated. I'm not sure what's going on. Dr. Blake Rumstead comes face to face with his destiny. Hey, let go of that. It's mine. Knock it off. Did you people understand? to a pulp, a special audio presentation from Taking the Note to self, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I got to get back. And now it's time for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today's Words of Wisdom come out of Proverbs chapter 23. I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible. Starting with verse 1, it says, When you go out to dinner with an influential person, mind your manners. Don't gobble your food. Don't talk with your mouth full. And don't stuff yourself. Bridle your appetite. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Restrain yourself. Riches disappear in the blink of an eye. Wealth sprouts wings and flies off into the wild blue yonder. Wow, isn't that true nowadays? (laughs) You know, it's not really all about money. I mean, we all need money to live. We all need to be able to pay our bills. But there's something about life and relationships that's far above just money. So consider that today as you're thinking about your life. Be careful because one day you can have a lot and the next day you can have nothing financially. But one thing that lasts forever is the relationships that you have, especially if you look at them in God's way. There's words of wisdom from Proverbs chapter 23, right here on Take Him With You. I'm Rick Moyer. You know, we wanted to let you know that every week we do a thing called the Weekly Encouragement. It's a professional email newsletter that goes out every Monday morning. And Amy, you write for it, don't you? Yes, I do. And what kind of articles are you writing for the newsletter? Um, I try to find things that inspire me to grow as a person, and hopefully in finding those things, it will also encourage and inspire others. Well, that's cool. And it's kind of, I don't know, I we have different writing styles completely. So anyway, what we're trying to do is encourage people. And uh, the other thing that we're doing with the newsletter is because our podcast is free. It goes out free over iTunes and on our website and Podcast Alley. Uh, we don't charge anything for that, but we as a family need to make money to pay our bills too, don't we? That's nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're asking if people will subscribe to the newsletter that they would pay $20 or more every month for that. And uh, I think if everybody that listened to the program gave that, we would have more than enough to pay the bills. Yes. And, and even if you don't have the money to give right now, I know um, times are tight, finances are tight, um, please support us with your prayers and, um, and you know, just as we try to encourage you, it, it's just nice to hear from you to see um, if this is helping you. Yeah, we love it. So you can uh, email us your feedback at rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. We'd love to hear what you think about the newsletter. And, you know, you can always uh, spread that newsletter around to your friends and family if they need to be encouraged as well. Yep. Cool. So all I have to do to sign up for the newsletter is go to takehimwithyou.com and click on the 
newsletter button and that'll mm-hmm. take you right to the subscription you click on the button that says subscribe right and then you yeah. fill out the info i like it when things are simple that's simple yeah i, I like think simple. i made it simple so yeah. yeah very cool and we've put out four newsletters so far and we've got lots more ahead and some great articles coming up that i think everybody will enjoy like money saving tips that you're going to be doing some stuff on soon yeah yep and i i think this last week i had an article on um, some women in the bible yeah because i think they talk about men too much well there you go yeah so we might have we might equal explore, rights we might explore some other women um there's some very powerful um women in the bible yeah that's mm-hmm. true so we'll have to take yeah. you have to get the newsletter and find out what amy's talking about yeah so thanks for supporting us and subscribing to the newsletter and giving 20 dollars or more a month it's very very helpful Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. And we're the host of a brand new podcast, Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast of the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season, be it Season 2, which is currently airing on MSN Video, or Season 3, which is in the early pre-production stage. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2, as well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! (laughs) Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. This week, my wife Amy joins me. So I'm at Walmart yesterday, and I'm going through the household appliance section. And Amy, in honor of you, I bought you a vac, a cheap vacuum cleaner. Because why? Why? Because my more expensive vacuum cleaner is broken, and I have to take it in to be repaired. And it generally takes a couple weeks to be prepared. Prepared. No, repaired. Yeah. And we have a zoo here. Um, a zoo? What do you mean a zoo? zoo? We don't have a zoo. We have a zoo. We have um, a dog and yeah. three cats and two are long-haired cats and yeah. shed mercilessly. And a turtle in a 40-gallon tank. Yes, and a turtle. The turtle doesn't shed, he thankfully, stinks. but you have to clean its cage. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tank, I smell. Well, any, anyway, I, heard, I smelled this... It smelled like somebody had peeled out in my living room, and I wondered what the heck was going on. It was our vacuum cleaner. We don't know what's wrong with it, no, but it's under warranty. It's under warranty, but it, it it smelled like it was going to catch on fire. Yeah. So that's we, never a good sign. Yeah, we thought unless if you're, of course, you're a firework or something. A fire what? If you're a firework. A firework. You and want... you smell like you're on fire. That's not so bad. Or a fireplace. Yes. What other? Never mind. We could yeah, go on all day. It's go. me. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Well. Oh, we were talking about the zoo. Yes. Yeah. The zoo. Not to not to discount our three teenagers, which um, they're I, animals all in their own right. Yeah. I won't say which animals they represent um, in the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that our our floor um, gets littered with popcorn quite often, and yeah. various asunder. Well, anyway. Things. Yeah. 
while you take that in to get fixed, I bought you a cheaper vacuum cleaner. Yes, it's going to be nice to have a backup since we have to vacuum every day. Well, and what I noticed is you took one run through and we have so it, much pet hair. It was like, ew. It's scary. I I thought that our more expensive vacuum um, was vacuuming adequately because it did pick up the popcorn still and the big mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But what we realized when we bought the cheap one in and ran it for like two minutes. and It, it picked up more full. stuff than the expensive. Maybe the expensive one just needs to be fixed. I, I think the more expensive one needs to be fixed. All that. This is a great subject that we can talk about um, about vacuums because really it's a gift you can give that really sucks. Yeah. You're not going to go to the vampire movies, are you? No. Are you, oh, because I've been making vampire jokes. Yeah. I've been making vampire jokes at my house in honor of Twilight being released on DVD. Which I haven't seen, but some people... I don't know why you didn't like that. I thought that was a hilarious joke. Two vampires walk into a bar, they sit no, down... No, no, you don't even need to share that joke. It is gross. No, they, they I'm walk... drinking, I am drinking that beverage right now. Don't go there. It's really fun. Can I just tell it? No, it's gross. Okay, two vampires go into a bar, they sit down at the bar. Warm one me. orders a Bloody Mary, and the other one orders a cup of hot water. And the one vampire looks at the other and says, why would you be ordering a cup of hot water? And the vampire this looks at him, pulls out a used Band-Aid, dips it into his hot water, and says, tea time. I think we need to edit this. That is so <laughs> gross. <laughs> Okay, no more vampire jokes. Anyway, Amy, you're with me today. You are my wife. Yeah, I have been for over half my life now. That's true. We are going on 23 years of marriage come up in Mm -hmm. June here, coming up in June. And uh, we've been married and we've had our ups and downs, but we're still together. Yeah, that's that's life. That is. And so, so for the podcast today... Um, I called it, hey, you're a cool chick, because I wanted to share, you know, I've been sharing my story on the podcast. Have you been listening? I listen every week. Oh, that's my wife yeah. for you. Sometimes you go away so that I can get my podcast done and there's no no noise in the most, house. Most weeks we do escape on your recording day, just so, because I have a tendency to, you know, bang dishes around and tidy up things and and make noise so we usually go and try to find something to do when you record yeah but uh today you're here because i asked you to stay for a little bit and then you're gonna take off while i do the rest of it maybe 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 not but anyway uh we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, today for everyone listening on how we got together a little bit of our our history and uh, i've been sharing about my life and how i came to faith in god and it's been quite a journey quite a story Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's a unique story. I think everybody has their own story on how they come to their faith and stuff. But I've been sharing about me. And I thought it would be fun now because my life took on a huge new direction when I not only gave my heart to God, but I met you. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Well, there's like I said last week, there's some important things that we make decisions in our life about. One of them is... Who, what are we going to do with our life as far as spiritually? And the second is, who are we going to be with the rest of our lives? That's a yeah. big, important question to answer and then to follow through on that. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your past. How were you raised? Because you were raised totally different than I was. Mm-hmm. What? Give us just a brief little background on how did God enter into your life and, and what? Where, where did you grow up? What was your family like? Well, I grew up on a very large dairy farm and... Um, on a country road where we were, we were related to just about everyone on the road. I had aunts and uncles and cousins and had grandparents that lived right down the road. And I, I had, um, three brothers and a sister and 
brother-in-law and sister-in-laws and um, you all lived right in the same vicinity yeah we we grew up on um, a what a dairy farm a working family dairy farm that's utterly fascinating yes dear yeah um (laughs) she doesn't even laugh at my jokes anymore no it's i i sometimes give him every once in a while i'll get a hearty chuckle in but yeah only if it's you and new and unique i've only used that joke about 50 bazillion times over 23 years yeah 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 so i'm just milking it for all it's worth yes yes dear Yes, dear. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So anyway, um, enough calcium jokes. Calcium. Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, I grew up going to a little country church, um, Raymond First Baptist Church, and my grandparents would usually pick me up for Sunday school because my dad was um, having to get done with chores and take his weekly bath, <laughs> and so. Um, he was usually late for Sunday school, so my grandparents would pick me up and and get me there on time. And um, my dad and mom sang in the choir, and I sat down with my grandma until they were done. And then my grandpa and my mom and dad would come down, and we'd sit through the sermon together. And, and you did that every Sunday for how many years? Well, until we got married, and then I started going to church with you. But yeah, well, there it you was. Go. Um, yeah, about 19 and a half years, I, I went to that little church. And yeah, we got married early, didn't we? We were youngins. Yeah. We yeah, were youngins. Um, but, uh, you were 19 and I was 20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, <sighs> we couldn't even have champagne on our wedding day if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have, but... Not legally. Yeah, right. Anyway. So, well, anyway, we... um. Yeah, I I grew up in a, a faith-filled family, um, fairly conservative, yeah. um, and we did, Rick and I did grow up quite a bit different, but his family were fairly moral, um, even though they weren't real churchgoers. Um, yeah, yeah. I grew up on a farm, too. You mm-hmm. call it a hobby farm. A hobby farm, yeah. Even though we had like three cows and, and a bunch of horses. One time, we I think we had like seven horses and... Maybe not that many. I don't remember. Mom, correct me if I'm wrong and you're listening to the podcast. I don't remember. That, that is a working farm. You're just not getting paid to work. Well, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what you meant yeah. by that. That's the first time I understood what you meant. I thought you just discounted us because we didn't have a big well, 500 acres. Sometimes. Cute. Sorry. Well, we had goats and chickens. You know, I but love it's the chickens. Still, it still is a lot of work. We had ducks Whenever. until they ate the garden, and then Mom got rid of the ducks. Then did you guys have duck for dinner? No, you know, I don't think we ate duck. I don't know what mm. she did with the duck. Maybe the uncles came and took the ducks. I'm not mm. sure. But they one morning we woke up, and they'd eaten all the broccoli. Yeah. That had grown up that we had cared for and weeded and everything. Mom was not happy. I understand because some one time, and I won't say who did this, my organically grown huge beautiful orange pumpkins got used as target practice oh for nathan's new bb gun i wasn't gonna say yeah my son shot them and then denied it they had he got like 13 days groundation for that do you remember that i think it was more that he didn't didn't tell he didn't come clean forward with with the truth and anyway that's that has nothing ah the fun exciting stories maybe we could edit that part out no it'll be fine (laughs) don't don't say anything to nathan (laughs) about shooting our pumpkins (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, okay, so you were raised in a conservative Baptist home. Yes. I was raised in a home that um, we didn't really talk about God. You, Everybody that's listened to the podcast knows how I was raised. But uh, mom and dad weren't opposed to God. They just did, We just didn't go to church and stuff. So we kind of, when we um, 
we came together. It was a really interesting experience. Now, this is a fun, exciting story of how we actually met each other. Now, we grew up about 30 miles apart. Mm-hmm. You were in Raymond. I was in Aberdeen and Hoquim. Mm-hmm. Hoquim Grizzlies. Go Grizzlies. I won't say my mascot. Yeah, your mascot. Get this. It's Amy's wimpy. mascot. It's wimpy. What? My mascot was wimpy. It wasn't wimpy from... Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a Raymond... Seagull. Well, I'm saying seagulls are wimpy. I mean, well, they're not too wimpy around here. We have man seagulls. Well, I I just didn't like the idea of the threatening part of the seagull is what they do when they fly overhead. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, anyway. uh, that reminds me of a little limerick that I know. No, we don't want your limericks. <laughs> birdie, birdie in the sky. Please don't do that in my eye. Aren't you glad that cows don't fly? <laughs> There, I got her to laugh. This is good. I can't believe it. I haven't heard that one. I never told that all these years. I don't think so. Well, there you go, Raymond Siegel. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we should have had that. We should have had that as a little chant. chant. When... Birdie, birdie <laughs> in the sky. I can say, it. please don't do that in my eye. And then everybody goes, stop. <laughs> Aren't you glad that cows don't fly? Yeah. And everybody cheers. Oh, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. Damn. Enough of my craziness. Um, okay. So. I'll, I'm going to share from my perspective, then I'll let you share from your perspective of how we met. Okay. We were going to Grace Harbor College, Didn't had never met each other yet. Go Grace Harbor Chokers. The Chokers. What is this about? We, uh, grizzlies, seagulls, and chokers. All kind of different. Well, we have this manly logger holding a choker set. Um, For those of you that don't do college, logging, a choker yeah. is, is a cable that goes around a a, a bunch log, of logs or one log or, or a few and mm-hmm. then it chokes them pulls them together and then the then they can drag them off to where they need them to go with the big steel cable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well anyway yeah. being educated in the northwest ways okay so so here we are or here I am going to Grace Harbor College it's my second year I've already gone through a year of college and it's my second year and I'm walking through a thing called the hub and that was the student union center where they had the cafeteria and couches and TVs and stuff like that for the students just to veg out in between classes. And I'm walking through, and I see this beautiful girl, and she's reading this book. And I looked over at it, and I thought, huh, what's she reading? Oh, my gosh, there's somebody reading their Bible. So I plopped down next to you, and you were reading Isaiah 41, I think. Somewhere in Isaiah. Somewhere in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And this is the best pickup line ever, you guys. If you ever want a good pickup line, I don't know if it worked. Well, I'm married now, but you can tell the other perspective. I looked at her, and I looked down. She's reading Isaiah. I said, nice book. (laughs) That was what I said. And then, okay, so I'll let you tell the story now from your perspective of how you met me. Well, I I do remember that instance. And I think I remember kind of looking at you very skeptically. And trying to ignore you. <laughs> Great. You still do that. Yes, yeah, sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think I was a little leery. Um, and that comes to, to my background that um, I had had several boyfriends in high school. And I really didn't feel like I was mature enough to be serious about guys and they were definitely not mature enough. And um, so I had taken um, 
probably about nine months off of dating at that point. And I still wasn't sure if I wanted to start dating again. And here there was this guy in my face commenting about my Bible. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was him. And that wasn't the first time I remember meeting Rick, though. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting because I faintly recall this other instance. You can tell that. Um, I think a couple weeks before this, maybe, um, I had gone up to a freshman orientation day. And um, there were different um, tables set up from mm-hmm. for different organizations yeah. Tim, at the school. Tim Butterfield and I were mm-hmm. manning the agape table, which agape is the word for love, unconditional, unconditional love in the Bible. Unconditional or unselfish love. I, most people called our club the agape because it was spelled <laughs> A-G-A-P-E. And so like, what's the agape club? That's the, where we stand around with our mouths wide open going, what? But what? It's, it's the Greek word agape. for... It's the Greek word for unselfish love. Agape. So, and I knew Stupid name. Stupid name. No, no, I'm not calling God's word stupid, but I'm just saying that nobody really understood what it meant. So, Well, I I did. If you grew up in church and you had the whole Bible study about the four different Greek words that... So there, yeah, right. So there's Tim Butterfield and I sitting in the, behind this table with a sign-up sheet. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was our chore that day to get recruits for the Agape Club. Okay, go ahead. Well... I remember seeing Rick and Tim there, and Rick's back was kind of toward me, and as I was filling out the form, the contact form, to get information about um, these, this Bible group or Christian group on campus, I heard him saying to Tim, isn't this exciting? We get to get all the hot Christian chicks um, addresses this way. <laughs> See, I was thinking. I was smart. And I thought, oh... <laughs> I wish they would have had email back then. And I thought, you know, I might, <laughs> I might not go to this group if, if oh, it's the, these like predators or something. That's oh, <laughs> right. I, I wasn't quite sure about <laughs> about this, and I, I thought, oh, what dorks! <laughs> Thanks. I was a dork back then too. <laughs> so that was actually the first time I ever remember seeing you. Okay, and I have a confession to make. Okay, I do remember that. You do remember. I do. I remember you in particular because I liked the way you looked. I, I was a lot smaller then. <laughs> I, I still like the way you look. What are you talking about? Anyway, no, you had you had a Christian More T-shirt love, on, right? You no, you had a Christian T-shirt on, didn't you? No, that was a, the first time I came to the to oh, the that's actual right. group. That's I had right. a proud to be a Christian. T-shirt, that's right. That's right. Which I probably should have gotten rid of because it it probably was too snug. I didn't mind. Yeah, well, we need to talk about that, <laughs> not not talk about that. Anyway, I think I got rid of it after I found out that you did like it. <laughs> so, um, no, I was wearing a, I remember I was you, wearing a plaid skirt, um, kind of like a golf-looking skirt. For? Um, when, when I came to that uh, retro thing. Well, I didn't mind. I, well, you don't but remember. But you did sign up, you did sign up mm-hmm. for the club, and you did come to the first meeting. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I was there. Yeah, you were. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I saw you and I thought, huh. But that's after. You came to the first meeting after I had met you in the hub. Yes, after I saw you reading your Bible. I I really don't remember that an awful lot. I remember inviting you again. Yeah, maybe you did. And I remember coming to the meetings Mm -hmm. and you were the president of the... the I don't think I was the president. I think I was helping with it. I think um, Tommy Gatlin was the president. 
I thought you were. I don't think I ever was in that. I think I was in leadership, but I wasn't the president. Oh. I was brand new in God. I mean, this is all brand new for hmm. me. Well, anyway, we met and and um, I started doing something because I really, I, I really, I, as soon as I saw you, I just had a feeling that I was going to want to get to know you. Yeah. So what did I do? I gave you a present. Yeah, you gave me a um, cassette tape. Sweet. Come on. Of, um, Remember cassette tapes. Yeah, cassette tape of... <laughs> That's okay. the sound that you heard when you put that, them on. That hurts they my hiss. ears. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, you gave me a cassette tape of a bunch of different Christian artists. Today, In nowadays world, my son makes mixed CDs for girls. Mm-hmm. I made a mixed cassette for my girl. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't your girl yet. I I was I, thinking you were. I, I was, was stalking still, you. Yeah, she, I was still very I was highly skeptical of you. If I would have had Twitter, I would have been following you. You know, isn't that weird how that that Twitter is really stalking? stalking. It should be called stalking. The mm-hmm. people allow. Yeah, well, we allow it, but you were allowing it. You were playing hard to get, but I got you. Yeah. Okay, so tell tell them about. Okay, so I give you the cassette, and mm-hmm. I find out that you are a fan of some of the music that I listen mm-hmm. to. I'm, of course, into the harder-edged music, and you don't tell me that you aren't. Well, there was some... It, it depended I, on the mood I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a group called Resurrection Band. Yeah, Resurrect, Res Band. Res Band that um, I... Every once in a while, I was just in the mood for... Rock and a, roll, a baby. Rock and roll. But for the most well, part... I liked quieter stuff. I think God had a sense of humor. Oh, yes. Because yes. he put us together. And just like Donnie Marie, you would, you can you sing the first part? I'm a little bit country. And I'm a little bit rock and roll. Do you remember that? Donnie yeah, Marie. Except for, Fo- folks 30 and under don't remember who those are. Except for I'm country by habits, but not by music as yeah. much. I, I like more soft rock. Yeah. But anyway, folk. you well, like I things do like folk soft music. and Not twangy. Not twangy country, but I do like some folk and soft rock. But I like rock and heavy metal and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. so anyway, I give you this tape. You come to the Agape meeting, and then I pop a question to you. Um, I think you asked me if I would help, if I would help with a um, youth event at the Presbyterian Church. Yep, I was going to. I was the youth leader at the Pre- Hoquim Presbyterian Church mm-hmm. in Hoquim. And I brought my friend Lisa Spencer at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's Lisa Wood now. Yeah, and we came and helped with that. I'm not quite sure what. Don't you we remember what it was? Did. It was yes. we showed Striper. You showed a thing on different called Christian, Real Videos, Christian Rock. Mm-hmm. I think Mylon Lefevre hosted it. Yeah, Mylon Lefevre was on it. Uh, Striper, a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of different bands, and we uh, our idea of a big screen then was like a, one of those little. Um, well, we had to we had to rent like a TV, a big screen TV from somebody to play it because they didn't have projectors mm-hmm. even then. Yeah, it it was. I thought it was a big TV for the time. Yeah, though. yeah, it I mean, was. It was technology back in the eighties. But I think it was hard to see unless you were looking straight straight forward. at it. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't come from the sides. So yeah. anyway, we had a great time, and then um, you were leaving with Lisa, and I ran out and I asked a question of you. Yeah, you asked if you could drive me home from college. And I thought, this is really odd because, one, I could drive or I could take the bus. And, you know, why would he want to drive me home from college? Because and, I was badly in love with you. And um, I I still, like I said, I had taken a sabbatical from dating. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quite 
sure, but somehow, for some reason, I took pity on you and I said... <laughs> pity? Pity on me? And I said, um, okay. And um, <clears throat> I, I remember you taking me home. And now, there are two ways... If you to live, get to Raymond. To get to Raymond. From Aberdeen. From Aberdeen. And there's the what I would call the more direct route. Which isn't direct at all. It's very curvy and really hard to get there and really but a horrible road. But it's only like 30. 35 minutes. 35 minutes from the college. Right. Or you could take the slightly less direct route that's about 40, 45 minutes from Via the Via the beach, which is scenic. Yes. And, you know, romantic. Well, we get in the car, and mm-hmm. he takes the what beach What kind of car route. did I have? Do you remember? A Cutlass Old Supreme. 67 Olds Cutlass Supreme yes. with cherry bombs. And, you know, they, they had the bench seats at the in the front. and mm-hmm. um, I was so excited. And I was hugging that door. <laughs> yeah, you weren't even close to me. I was really sad. I was hugging. I was literally holding on to the, the handle. But I had a cassette life. all made up and ready to go for our trip. Yeah. And I put it in the cassette player, which had a huge stereo in that car, and we played it. Yeah, you know, I can't really remember the music, but it was the first time that there was something that I thought, oh, I kind of like that about him. And he, and he doesn't have that anymore, but... What? <clears throat> you had, at the time, you had this long, silky, blonde hair on top. <laughs> And and it was kind of, he had the window down, and oh his silky blonde hair was, like, blowing in the wind. And I thought, oh, he has nice hair. It's the first thing I really noticed positively Cue romantic music. Da, 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 da. And now he has a spiky, like, I've had a spiky hair for cut. 20 years. Not 20. 22 years. <laughs> no, 19 years ago, you had long, permed hair. <laughs> I was in a rock band. What can I say? <laughs> So it went from he had like a conservative. We'll put you know, you know what for this podcast hair. we'll put the engage, our engagement picture online. Okay, so people can see what what I look like at the time. Yeah, I liked it when it was long and silky and blonde on top. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So that was the first positive thing I noticed about my you. my hair. It was your hair, and then we went on a walk on the beach. I somehow. stopped before we got home, didn't I? And were she you stopped. nervous about that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was nervous. Oh. But you, I have to say you were a gentleman. I don't think you even tried holding my hand or anything. No. And um, Not on the first date. And it wasn't yeah. really even a date. I was just taking you home. Well, it was a date to you. Yeah, it was. It was, ter- <laughs> it was terrifying to me. <laughs> oh, it wasn't terrifying to me, man. <laughs> on the beach with the wind blowing through her hair, I was gazing into her eyes. Yeah. I was thinking, here, I've only kind of known this this guy guy, and i didn't really know you for a couple weeks so we we were on the beach together yeah so we go on a walk on the beach it wasn't that long we got back in our car and i drove you home to your house Mm -hmm. got there and i was gonna leave but then you invited me in well yeah my family and this is one thing that maybe you'll write an article about one unusual thing about my family is that we never knew strangers is as timid and apprehensive as I come off about about people um cautious um my mother is not that way at all no she's very she invite them all over yeah and and we just had this open door policy growing up and we had hitchhikers and bike riders Mm -hmm. and people from all over the country stop at our farm and we would put them up um 
if it was bad weather in our house or sometimes they like to sleep in the barn or camp in our fields and mm-hmm. we would always have them over mm-hmm. for meals and met people from all over the country that way. And so it just was normal for me to say, hey, won't you stay? My mom probably made plenty for dinner. Right. And the funny thing is that because my mom wasn't sure what time I was going to be home. She was, hadn't made any dinner. Well, she didn't she, save any. She had made chocolate chip pancakes for, oh, that's her, right. for that's my right. dad and her. Right. Because she just thought it was the two of them and right. didn't know what time I was going to be home. So we ended up making more chocolate chip pancakes, which yeah. is one of my favorite things in the yeah, world. Yeah, and I'd never heard of them before. So I had chocolate chip pancakes for the very first time and looked at, at Amy and thought, oh, I'm in big trouble because I really, really like her. <laughs> I think he liked the chocolate chip pancakes. No, I liked you. Forget the pancakes. I could hardly <laughs> eat. I was so excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, okay, so that's how we met at, yeah. for the very first time, and, and then I kind of was pursuing you. Um, we're going to wait till next time to talk about how things progressed because I, I invited you on your very our very first authentic date where I took you out to a fancy you restaurant. Know, I think we only really had one date. And then from there on, I was whipped. But don't <laughs> let's, let's not talk about that yet because I want to talk about uh, on the next – not next week. Next week is our Beaten to a Pulp um, audio drama. For the next two weeks after this is the audio drama. Then we're going to be back and talk about – the engagement and how we got engaged, uh, what happened in our relationship there. And then the following week, if we don't get it all in and then, the following week will be called Marriage. Marriage is what gathered us together today. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that as well. But in our talk today, so we, we kind of got a little bit to know about our backgrounds and everything. Um, I think the thing that we wanted to encourage everybody that's that's listening to with is that God has somebody out there for you. Now, if you're single, he has somebody for you. If you're married, then guess what? God has that person for you, and, and you can spend your time uh, blessing them and helping them and, and uh, being partners in life. We're not really a big proponent for this, this whole supposed idea that the guy is superior and the woman has to submit and be um, you know barefoot and pregnant and all that jazz. Uh, Amy and I are definitely partners in life, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit male chauvinist, huh? Um no, I I <laughs> just joking. I I'm not, but No, I think a little bit. Um we have a little bit more traditional marriage, roles. Yeah. traditional roles, but there have been times where I worked outside the house and in I yeah. may again and Yeah. And depends um, on how things go with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we we both may be working outside the house and doing the podcast. Yeah. So. But but at the same time, um I I am a firm believer in the scripture that says, um, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male or female and that's basically saying that despite your culture or your ethnicity or your gender, that um spiritually we're we're neutral in God. We're we're the God, same in God God's eyes. Sees, right. God sees us as people and not genders or right. or race. Well, you know, and, the, and I really believe the reason I saw you in the hub at the college was because not only a couple of weeks before that, I had uh, just been getting out of a bad relationship where I was, I was abusing someone and just I didn't care about her. And, and I remember staying up all night asking God, what, what do you want for my life? And he, ba- I basically said, I don't care if, if I ever date again, if I ever see a girl again, I just want to serve you, God. And within two weeks, I met you. 
So that says something. It says, you know, if you get your priorities right and you start to serve God and love on people, he will send you the right person or he'll help you get your priorities straight. It just took you a while to convince me I was the right person. Yeah, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did it. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening and we'll we'll just hold that thought and um, in a couple of weeks we'll be back and we'll talk about um, how what our first date was like and the the list of things that Amy gave me that she was looking for in her future spouse. That was hilarious, mm-hmm. by the way. But I circumvented the list a little bit by doing a little technique I called rolling. Well, I won't tell you. I'll just I'll I'll tell you next time. <laughs> And uh, and I got a hug. He that was pretty... sneaky. I am sneaky. Sneaky, cheeky, Ricky. <laughs> I'm a sneaky, cheeky. What's that? Cheeky bloke. <laughs> Meds, did I do that right? D'Angelis, did I do that right? Cheeky. Mike. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Okay, so uh, next, next week, uh, they're going to want to tune in for the brand new audio drama called Beaten to a Pulp. Mm-hmm. Very cool story. And I think everybody's really going to enjoy it. You've been listening to some of it. What do you think so far? Um, I think it's going to be really neat. Matter of fact, a few of our, our elderly friends and family, I have told them that they don't have computers. I have promised them that we would burn them CDs. Oh, boy. Because it just seems like old-time radio drama, but more modern. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a sci-fi with sci-fi with a twist of faith. Is what yeah. I'm, so, what would you like, sir? I'd like to order up a sci-fi with a twist of faith, please. Yeah, it's you know I just love old radio dramas. So well, it's not old. But it's not old. A, I'm not old. Well, like I said, old woman. I'm a man, and I'm not old. I'm 43. I'm sorry. You are old. Thanks. Oh, sorry. 43. Yeah, I'm 43. I mean, compared to our teenagers, they think we're old. Yeah, that's I how that works. Okay, so everybody, tune in next week for Beaten to a Pulp, and then the, mm-hmm. ne- the week after on Easter, we're going to do Beaten to a Pulp Part Two, mm-hmm. and then we'll be back. Uh, talking about our engagement. It'll be very fun. Yes, and I'm excited about the radio drama. Yeah, it's I gonna think be it's going to be really special. Thanks for joining me, Aim. You're welcome. I love having my wife with me on the podcast. She's so much fun, and you'll hear more from her in a couple of weeks like we talked about, so that'll be very, very cool. Hey, I wanted to say thank you uh, really a lot to those of you that have helped support us over the past few weeks. Uh, this is our ninth show, I believe, and uh, lots of you have been very very cool about sending some emails but we always could use some more encouragement would you email me and let me know what you think of the podcast rick at takehimwithyou.com our goal is to encourage you so it's rick at takehimwithyou.com we're up for suggestions ideas Uh, maybe you'd like to hear a certain subject in the bible talked about um, from a perspective that's not religious but maybe more informative and kind of uh, according to what we believe I don't know you know Email us. It'd be great. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. We'll read that and and take those suggestions and see what we can do to help you out. That would be very cool. Um, thank you to all of you that have supported us over the last few months. We really appreciate any donation that you can make, especially if you sign up for the newsletter, the weekly encouragement. Head on over to TakeHimWithYou.com. That's TakeHimWithYou.com and sign up for our newsletter. And uh, if you have money that you can uh, throw our way for that, that would be great. We're asking for $20 or more for the subscription, and you get a a professional email to encourage you every Monday morning in your inbox. It's very cool, and uh, we we would appreciate any help that you could give. And like I say, we have some families that are helping us with quite a bit more than $20 a month, and that's very helpful. But here in a couple months, we're going to need to uh, make sure that this thing is supporting itself. So pray with us and support if you can. 
Okay, next week is the Beaten to a Pulp uh, audio drama, plus uh, some cool things going on around our na- our neighborhood and around our world that you'll get to hear about. Uh, you don't want to miss that. It's going to be very cool in honor of Palm Sunday and Easter. So that's all coming up. Thanks for joining me. Uh, a special shout-out and a thank to Rico Dosti from the Trex and Sci-Fi forums and podcast you really need to listen to it it's awesome he does such a great job he really inspired me and i like doing podcasting now because of him and well a lot of other things but rico you're awesome and so uh, check his website out at www.treksandsci-fi.com also a big shout out to dave and jen rhodes from texas they are helping me proofread some of my newsletter stuff and uh, i bump a lot of things off of them and they've been very great some good advice and uh, some great people to work with so thanks guys also a big thank you to kenny from california you're such an encouragement to me man thanks for being a cool friend all right that's it i'll see you next week on take him with you take him with you is a moyer multimedia llc production copyright 2009 all rights reserved this is striping my cat He doesn't meow. He growls. Nice. You would think he was like a sea monster or something. Like, like, uh, what's his name? (laughs) From Surface. What was his name? Uh, What? Nim, that's right. You're a little Nim. Okay, Stripey, I guess I'll let go of you now since you're having such a great time. I feed you, I clothe you. Clothe you? Well, no. I feed you, I pet you. I get you treats. And what do you do to me? 